First John chapter four. We're just going to kind of continue in the vein we've been in. I'm going to run with Sunday school this morning, service this morning, and tonight. And what we're just, I'm just going to stay in that vein. Is that all right? Because it'll be line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. And you're going to, I've told you in the beginning, you'll hear some redundancy because it all applies every week and you, it all builds on each other. Are you ready? Yes. Beloved, believe not every spirit. Now, how clear is that? But try the spirits. But try the spirits. Whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses the Lord Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not the Lord Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of who? Antichrist against the anointed. <laughs> Whereof you have heard that it shall come. And even now already is in the world. You are, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Who's the them? I'm try, I've been always trying to teach you to read this book where you can understand it. And one of the keys to that is, when, is, is, is the pronouns and the sentence structure to go back and see who's the, who's the them? The spirits. Remember the ones that don't exist anymore? We talked about that this morning. Remember they all, they all, they're all in Africa. Not in America. Try every spirit to see whether it be of God. And he said, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Who's the them? The spirits. How? Why? Because you're nothing compared to the spirits. Do you know that we're nothing compared to the spirits that could come against us? They're supernatural. You're flesh and bone. He tells you the why, he even says because. You are the, of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Let me say it again. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You are of the world. Speak, therefore speak you of the, of the world and the world hears them. We are of God. He knows that God hears us. He that is not of God, God hears not. Oh, Somebody, you, do you write in your Bible? If you, do, if, you do, if you write in your Bible, get your pen out and underline hereby. Get your pen out and, and underline. Now I lost it. Oh, verse 6. Underline after, this, after the semicolon, he that is not of God 
He, he that is not of God hears not us. That's important. Hereby know we the spirit of truth. Uh-oh. Did we talk about the spirit of truth this morning? Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. He's talking to us. He says that you've, that, you're, that, that you're of God and you've defeated them. How? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He's told you to try every spirit to see whether they be of God. He's told you some ways to test whether they be of God. And he's telling you that you know. How many of you know that you should know? Because why? Because your spirit, man, when you're, because the spirit has borne witness with your spirit. The Holy Spirit has borne witness with your spirit that you're a child of God. And we just, I, can't, I can't re-preach everything every week, but I'm going to remind you that your spirit is the part of you that knows. It's the part of you that knows. Oh, y'all are a little sleepy. Hereby know we... The spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Now I'm going to have to read the how to you again because you're scratching your noggin. How be it that when the spirit of truth is come, John chapter 16. How be it when he, the spirit of truth is come, are you with me? He will guide you into all truth. Y'all are sleepy. I'm trying to decide to just start smacking now or, or to give us a little bit. What, who was in Sunday school this morning, this class? We had to combine. Who was here? Show me again. Good. Enough of you that I can talk about it. Paul's letter to, the second letter to the Corinthian church in chapter 12. He, be, he begins to express his concern to the Corinthian church about false teachers that will come preaching another Jesus by another spirit that brings another gospel. Yes? It looks good. It sounds good. It feels good. How do I know the feeler's in there? Because it has a spirit. What is it you think you feel? It's the spirit of God. What is it you think you feel when you walk into, into a, a situation and, every, and, and, and it's not a really good situation and every hair on the back of your neck stands up? What do you think that is? When John wrote this epistle, he, he gave some really interesting instruction. Is that he said that every spirit that is of God will testify that Jesus came in the flesh. And you say, well, I've never heard anything that wouldn't agree with that. I'm seeing it everywhere. 
There's an attack on the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ. And from within the so-called church, like I've never heard in my life, yeah, big names affecting this generation in particular. But it will say something like this. Jesus never said he was God. Oh, that's far and wide. That's a direct attack on the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a direct, I'm going to tell you where it is. It's, a, it's, a, it's another gospel by another spirit. And it's another Jesus. It's not the Jesus. It is what John, and John tells you directly that every spirit that confesses not Jesus as Lord is not of the Holy Spirit. It's of the spirit of Antichrist. It'll talk about that, that he was a sacrifice, but he wasn't God, or he was a son, but, God, but he never said he was God. Well, I got to tell you, y'all, I can already start. I can tell you, just, I won't even quote it to you. You know what John 1 says. But let me, just so we can dispel that and move on, so I'm just trying to build that you understand that, 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 that the deceptions are subtle, but the results are great. Because, see, another Jesus won't get you to heaven. A Je another Jesus won't save you. Another Jesus, another spirit will, will not guide you into truth. Hey, hey, another Jesus, another gospel, another spirit may build a church. It may build a large following. It may sound very religious, and it may open the book every service. And they may wax eloquent and wow the crowds with their speaking ability. But if it represents any other Jesus than the one Paul says that I have taught you, beware. You've been fooled. You've been deceived. It will destroy you. Now I'm going to remind you again, when Paul said these things, he was talking to the church. So who can it destroy? You, the believer. Let me just dispel something real quick so the next time you hear that garbage, and you're going to hear it. And I'm surprised everybody in the room hadn't heard it. I'm glad most of our people just didn't listen to many people. I won't tell you but one thing to dispel that lie. Do you remember the night that he was betrayed and Judas has brought the soldiers to Jesus and kissed him on the cheek? You remember that? One of those soldiers in one of the gospel accounts asked one question. He said, are you he? Anybody know what Jesus' response was? He said, I am. Some of you know 
Some of you don't. When Jesus said, I am, it says they all fell forward on their face. Why? Because he just revealed his deity. It was the same I am that when Moses said, when he said, go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And Moses said, whom shall I say sent me? He said, you tell him, I am that I am. When they said, are you he? He said, I am. And just the power of those two words changed everything. Do you realize that when they, whenever they would ask him questions, when he asked, I'll tell you one more thing, when the Pharisees asked and he, the same questions, and he said, I am, do you remember what happened? It says they rent. See, us Americans, we don't understand. We read this thing not understanding what we're reading. That every word matters. And they said, do you remember when they, when, do you remember the final straw? You know, when he'd done miracles, they wanted to kill him, but they didn't because of the crowds. I mean, he had the nerve to heal people. And they wanted to kill him, remember? They conspired against him, but they didn't because of the crowds. Do you remember the final straw? They asked him if it was he. And his response was, I am. You say, that doesn't sound like much. Well, I can tell you what happened to them. It was the final straw. They rent their garments. Go read it. Not only that, it says they gnashed their teeth. And that was the last straw. You know why? Heretic that tells that says Jesus never claimed to be God. You're a heretic. Because when he answered, I am, they knew exactly what he was saying. He was saying, I am the great I am. I can't go into it much tonight, but how many of you know about the names of God? Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Sitkanu, Jeho Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah. Oh, it's another time and another place. I don't have time tonight, but I'm going to tell you something. The, the Jehovah's, the Jehovah of the Old Covenant is the Word made flesh in the New Covenant. It was Him. It was him. It was him. Every one of them. It was. Can I ask you a question? Who's the healer? Who's your healer? Somebody asked me. Who's your healer? Jesus. Guess what? That was Jehovah Rapha. Who makes the way? Who, 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 who does things? Who provides for you? 
Jesus. Guess what? That was Jehovah Jireh. Here's the, he says, my peace I leave with you, I give to you. Not as the world gives. Hello? You know who that was? Jehovah Shalom. Because you know why? Because Jesus Christ was the same yesterday. Y'all, line up online, it's him. Amen. It was him. Who, who is your deliverer? Because some of you is doubting me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me. One thing he says, I'll deliver. Set at liberty. Set free. Those that are bruised come to deliver. Why did, when he went, when they, when, when he said, who shall I say sent me? He said, you tell him I am. Do you know what he did? What did they need? What did the children of Israel need with Pharaoh? A deliverer. It was him. Every spirit that says that Jesus is not. See, we got to know the truth. It says, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, you know. And it says, you know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. You're supposed to know. I'm not going to get to Proverbs 1. The stuff I'm beginning to lay out last week, this morning, tonight. It's for right now. It is a game changer when people begin to realize that they live in a spiritual world and that the things that they face are spirits and that you have the spirit of truth in you. You will stop doubting when you understand, when you're, when you're saved and, you're, and you have the spirit of truth in you, you can stop doubting what you know and act on it. What in the world good has it done us to have a, have a head full of religion and knowledge and no application? No good at all. I'm pondering. Because sometimes when I, when I drop too big of a truth bomb, I've got to really decide if I've got time to flesh it out. We live in a very religious country. But most of what we see and hear is another gospel from another Jesus, from another spirit. 
it's a spirit of error, which is not the spirit of God. And it will not save you. It will not deliver you. It will not heal you. It will not, it will, it will not change you. And we've, accept, we, we've came to the place that, that it's so common and it's so close and it's so religious and it, and, it, and it has such feelings in it that we think it's God. But it's error. Mm. This isn't shouting, but it's, it's, it's good. And you need to understand. I, I, I guess the reason I'm laying out so methodically, maybe is the word, because I'm not screaming and spitting at you, is sometimes it takes something very different than that for you to understand what's being said so you don't miss it. A believer, a true believer, a Christian full of the Spirit of God obviously isn't perfect because we're still wrapped in a, in a house of flesh. We get things wrong. We miss God sometimes. We miss God sometimes. But if our lifestyle is a miss, we're not just not perfect, we're lost. You, we got to deal with that. But we also got to deal with the fact that we've swallowed things to the, and we've swallowed error so long that nobody's willing to face it and call it out and know that we have a, that we have a world full of people that are, that are lost, but they're very religious. They spit a lot of scripture. They draw big crowds. They preach. It all looks the same. But it's full of error. And it comes to the point of where we're at now. Mm -mm. Y'all think it's easier for me to, to, to say things than it really is. I want you to know that. Sometimes it's, you, feel, you got the feel, you got the, you've got the push, you get, and you, it's pretty easy. And sometimes you know that, man, you're just... I don't know if you know, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, sometimes it's very difficult. You ever wonder how we, we've came to the place? Oh, I just, I, I, I can't dance around. We're going to have to talk about it. How did the, how did the, how did the Anglican church come to the place it's at today? Well, that's a, kind of a, an English word, I guess, because they're Anglicans across the pond. But over here, they're Episcopalians. How did the Lutherans, how did the church of Martin Luther come to the place that it's at today? The great reformer. How did the church that John Wesley, he changed the world 
in his day. How do you know that John Wesley changed the world in his day? How did the Methodists come to the place they're at today? People don't like you to talk about it. We just got to talk about it. How'd they come there? I can tell you it was another Jesus that slipped in. It was another Jesus that slipped in the back door. It was, a, it was another spirit preaching another gospel. John Wesley would roll over in his grave today. Martin Luther would not just nail a thesis to the door. He'd tear the doors off the hinges today. George Whitfield, <laughs> Charles Finney. How did we get, how did these movements that, 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 swept, that swept the world get to the places they are today? Because nobody was, I can tell you how, because they began to drift. And it was just a little error. It was just a little wrong. Oh, people knew it was wrong, but I didn't want to say anything. I just don't want to say anything. I mean, that, that's my pastor. I, I, that's, that's my bishop. That's, that's, my, that, that's my district superintendent. That's my general superintendent. That's us, by the way. That's my presbyter. Am I, am I okay for just a few more minutes? Amen. Where the Spirit of the Lord is. How many of you know the rest of that sentence? There is freedom. Let me say that again. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. See, the Spirit of the Lord, that's the Spirit of truth. It's still, it's still Him. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Spirit of truth. The Spirit of the Lord brings freedom. And whenever you begin to lose the freedom to speak up about what's wrong, it'll affect the whole society. I can tell you right now that one of the greatest problems that America is facing that's got us where we're, how many of you know America's got a problem? And America has the same problem that the churches have, but you know why? Because what affects the church affects the world. Because, how do I know? Because you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. You are the church. When the salt has lost its savor, it's good for nothing. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Where it's not, there's not. And what's going on in America today is the same thing that happened to the church world, to the Episcopalians, to the Lutherans, to the Roman Catholics, to... Oh, I, I can't say that. I'll set it up on that. It's the same thing that's happening all over, and it's the same thing that's brought the country to where it's at. Right. Because, see, we think freedom is what, is what we're free to say. Right. Let me come over here and tell y'all. We think that freedom is indicated by what we're free to say. 
I'm here to tell you that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. I'm going to tell you that the first mark of losing freedom is not what you can say. The first mark of losing freedom is what you can not say. The indicator that you're no longer free is not what you, that you can still say. It's not what you can say. It's what you can't say. Exactly. Yes. It's what happened. It's what happened in the. It's what happened to the Anglicans. They could no longer stand up against their leadership. They couldn't say that. You can't say that. They can no. They can no longer say. Oh, no, 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 no. You, that's not acceptable. That's unscriptural. That's not bad. But God is love. How many of you know in any church in America, church quotes, are you hearing me? You're not going to go anywhere that you can't say God is love. Because He is. And He is. Uh, we all can. We can say that anywhere. But start saying that God hates sin. And then start naming it. I'm not talking about making it up. I'm talking about just read the book. Go read the book. Go read. Ah, you're not supposed to double dog dare people, are you? That's not, we're not supposed to do that. So that's not what I meant. Um, I challenge you. Paul would say, I beseech you. That's good. That's good. King James. I beseech you. Implore you. Find you a church that the preacher wears a robe. That's a pretty good indication. That's a pretty good indication. Go find you a church that the preacher wears a backwards collar and a robe. Now, I can't say that across the board because our African-American friends, they're preachers, they like those collars. <laughs> That's, that's an, but I'm, I'm telling you, just, it's a pretty safe bet. Well, let me put it a different way, because I'm not even being, it's just true. If it's a white church and they wear a robe and a collar, let's just say it that way. But that's a whole other story, because there's not such a thing as a white church and a black church, Hispanic church, at all. There's no such thing. There's just a church. But go find you. Will you for the sake of conversation, go find you one. And go in there and say, God is love. And they'll give you a golf clap, probably. Maybe. I used to say, if you can't give me a Pentecostal shout, give me a Presbyterian nod. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll all agree. Go in there and read 1 Corinthians chapter 6 out loud and see how far you get. Go in there and read Galatians chapter 5. See how far you get. See, it won't be what you can say. It'll be what you can't say. While we're on it, whoever you elect Tuesday, it won't be what you can say. It'll be what you can't say. You get in trouble. I don't care. Are you what? Have I lost you? Are you still with me? 
Oh, we have them now. That man, they, they seem very... Have I ever mentioned that everything God has, that, that, that Satan has a counterfeit? Everything that God has, Satan has counterfeit. That's why I say we live by the word, not by experience. That's why I remind you that Pharaoh's magicians could duplicate the plagues, most of them. So it's not, it's not, it's not signs and wonders, it's not miracles. Hello? It's what the word says. Everything you had. So if God had a church on the day of Pentecost that looks like the book of Acts, y'all didn't know that there was an imitation full gospel church. Boy, I have walked right out eyeball deep into a den of snakes now. I gotta hurry because I ain't got much time or I get killed on this. Kinda wish I'd have got here earlier, but I needed you how many of you know we gotta lay the the I try to lay the groundwork for when I get there that you can't do anything but go. That's why. You say, preacher the, the preachers we like, they preach twenty minutes. Well you I'm here for good. You're just gonna have to get over it. That's the problem. We used to have we, we've, what, what was it Brother Swaggart used to say? That we've bought, built a bunch of Christian nets from sermon nets. Takes time to lay these things out. Now we've come to the scene. See, we recognize dead religion. I mean, anybody can recognize dead religion. Or most people can. I heard about church one time. They had a guy die in church and they called the ambulance. And it was, it was, it was a mess because they, they hauled five people out before they found the body. <laughs> now that's a dead church. I went there once. Anybody can recognize dead religion. But can you recognize counterfeit power? Because see, it didn't just say another Jesus, it's another spirit. And another gospel. Hello? And because... How many of you know that the enemy of our soul is crafty, deceitful, cunning, slick? He's good at being a devil. And that's, what made, that, that's, that's, that's how he pulled it off on Adam and Eve, and that's still how he pulls it off. It's crafty. He's cunning. I read to you in Sunday school this morning, if you were in here, they said, thank you, not strange. It says, even, say, even, even the devil. It says, First Corinthians, or 2 Corinthians 12. He says, don't, don't think it's strange. He said, because even the devil, even Satan, presents himself as an angel of light. So don't be shocked by these guys. Right. Hello? 
along. I'm getting somewhere. I'm there. Makes me nervous sometimes when I get here because I know the questions. And the, uh, there goes that Armstrong preacher again. He's always slamming something. Well, that's just the world we live in. There's a lot to slam. Man, if, preachers, if preaching was duck hunting, <laughs> you could get your limit pretty quick. Chad's out there. If, 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 if preaching was fishing, it wouldn't take long because there's a lot to swing at. A lot to, it, put it out. It's not, you, can hit, you can hit error. Just throw the rock. You'll hit it. That's how, that's how bad it's gotten. Because, but you know what, here's what, here's what I want to describe his craftiness. Because he knows there's a lot of people that's went through a lot of years of dead, dry religion that have felt and experienced and lived in the touch of God. I'm going to tell you, I don't mind, I, I don't mind telling you that I was, I, I am fortunate, blessed, that I was raised in the fire. I was raised in the fire, buddy. I'm telling you. The old thing, everybody knows that. The old, the, I won't settle for the smoke. But we've had a lot of years that we've talked about fire. But it's been so long. We've been talking about fire so long that there's not even any smoke. We're just talking a good game. It's gone to there's no, not, there no longer is not any fire, not any smoke. We're stirring the ashes. And we live that way for so long because, because we want, I, I can tell you why, we wanted to fit in. There's something in every one of us that wants to fit in. It's in you. You say, I don't care if I fit anywhere. You're a liar. Get the spirit of truth in you. You can't, all liars have their place in the lake of fire. You care. You care. You may not want a big circle, but you don't want a dot. You care. We wanted to fit in. I, I lie and try to trying to hurry, but I'm really not. Uh, we want to fit in, and we started to compromise. And we started to let go and we quit standing for the things we used to stand for. We keep preaching the things we used to preach. We started going to places that we used to not go. See, we didn't just quit doing things, we started doing some things. And it was, a slow, it was a slow drip. And we woke up one day, and the people that had lived in the real thing, and they, began, they, were, they were probably saying something. For a while, they probably didn't say anything, because you know. Then when they started saying things, they started getting rebuked. Because you're a troublemaker. No, you were right. And then all of a sudden, we all find ourselves in a place that's dry and dead. And if you've ever experienced the real deal, you can never settle for anything less. Amber Alert, 
You can never settle for the real. You can never settle. And this cunning enemy recognized his opportunity. And it was birthed out of hunger, Matt. It was birthed out of hunger. Bible says, blessed are those which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. It was after righteousness. Blessed are those which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. Not blessed are those which do hunger and thirst after shouting, screaming, running. Now, I love all that. We did a little of that this morning. I like it. When it's, after, when, he, when, it's, when it's hunger that produces righteousness. If you, if, you, if you sing in tongues and cuss in English, that's not righteousness. If your Holy Ghost causes you to run and shout, but it don't cause you to walk straight. That's a disorder, not the Holy Spirit. Hello. This thing on. And out of hunger, the enemy slipped in and produced a counterfeit Pentecost. A counterfeit experience. And a movement has been born. And this music sounds really good. We sing some of it. I like it. The standard is not who wrote it or who whatever. The, the standard is, is it right? There's a reason why we don't sing some things because it's wrong. Heaven didn't meet earth with, earth with a sloppy wet kiss. That's a song, by the way. He loves us. Oh, how he loves us. It's true. He does love us. But it's full of error. What is that? Love like a hurricane. I am a tree. Is that right? Is it the right words? Why are you listening to that garbage? <laughs> well, what's wrong with that? How many, ever, how many of you in South Texas ever lived through a hurricane? How many, of you live, how many of you ever lived through a hurricane? <laughs> I am, you are a hurricane. I am a tree. So we've had the floods here lately, but y'all remember Rita? That was wind. Hurricanes and trees. Did that reflect God? Did that reflect the attributes of God? It's error. Oh, but it stirs us. Yes, it does. It doesn't stir you because you know better. But it stirs the world. I wouldn't be preaching about it. It wouldn't have sold a million albums if it didn't stir people. It stirs people. And they go, oh, they, they feel so good about it. I got to hurry. I'm trying, y'all. I want to make it plain. And it brings out stupid, crazy Bible translations. I talked about that in Sunday school this morning. Where, where you're telling people that an angel come visit you in the night and gave you a new translation and he's adding to it. And, the, and it's taking the world by storm. Bill Johnson selling that Bible all over the world. I said his name out loud. It was Bill Johnson that's selling that Bible all over the world. He has endorsed. The reason that the Passion Translation sells like it does is because Bill Johnson loves it and says use it. Now, that's going to make some people mad. I can't help that it. it makes people mad, but it's true. Bill Johnson, as he promoted that junk, 
and he's still promoting that junk, and it is error. Now, I didn't bring it all this way to get, bring to Bill Johnson. I just talked about Bill Johnson because it will point out exactly what we're talking about. And I know, I know, I know, I, well, it's really the thing. I, the reason I'm even nervous about talking about it because it, I can talk about all the rest of it. See, I can say that. It's the things that I can't say. And I'm not supposed to say that. I'm not supposed to say that. But whenever you accept error and promote error, you don't just accept it. Oh, Heather, back me up. Tell them to cut my mic. Say, JR, stop. Friends like this. I got your back. <laughs> Thank you. I'm behind you, preacher. I want you with me, not behind me, okay? I, I guess I'm just down to where the rubber meets the road. It can't be truth and error at the same time. It can't be. You don't have, no, sir, you don't have new revelation. You don't. No, sir, you, I, I'm going to tell you, you cannot feed on error and come out full of truth. It is not possible. But it feels right. It sounds right. I mean, who wouldn't want to go to a church with gold dust and gemstones? And gold fillings and angel feathers, whatever. I'm talking about the ridiculous. I, I'm telling you, I'm in, I'm in hot water with, it, with friends. If, they, if I got friends that watch this, they're never going to speak to me again because I've got to this point. It's still right. It's still right. And it's still right. It brings, and it brings people... I've seen it firsthand this week. That's all I'm going to say. It will bring people that are ministers in ministries, professing that, that wear titles and preach conferences to a place where truth no longer matters to them. I spent hours on the phone with the one that taught me the word last night to make sure I went off in left field. I said, Linda, can a person be full of the spirit of truth and totally reject what's true? Can a person be full of the spirit of truth and have no interest whatsoever in finding out what's true? The answer is no. It looks like a Christian. It sings like a Christian. It preaches like a Christian. It moves crowds like a Christian. And makes people, that it feels good like a Christian. But whatever, the, someone has the spirit of truth and they reject truth outright or don't even want to know it. The spirit of truth is not in them. Because the spirit of truth is the Holy Spirit and he is God. And he doesn't waver. He doesn't change. He, 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 he never changes. And, and it is impossible 
For there's a few things that you know you think God if there's nothing impossible for God. It says it is impossible for God to lie. It is impossible for God to change. You cannot be full of the spirit of truth. Now, I told you earlier, first thing I started out, I want you to come back with me. Zoop! Bring your, bring your brain back in and let's go back to the first thing I told you. A believer can have error. But when error has been exposed, if you, you have to reject error outright. It's got to go. It's got to go. If you don't reject error outright, it will bring you to a point where there's no longer any truth. Even you. Even me. Calvin, I've got to say it again. I'm not pointing you out. I'm just talking to you because it helps. I'm not coming to say, Calvin, you've got to reject error outright. No, you've got to. Re- you have to reject. You can't. There's no yeah, but. But I was there when it happened. Yeah. Moses is there and was there too when Pharaoh's magician's rod became a snake. But you know what? They were still witches. And it was, and it was supernatural. But it was from hell. And Moses' snake ate their snake. Are you, are you, do y'all hear me? I, I, I'm, I'm really, did I, or did I lose you at Bell Johnson? Oh, that makes people mad. If Bill Johnson don't repeat, him, him and he's going to lead people to hell all over the world. He's already done it. And it's on him. I'll leave his soul between him and God. I mean, I'm, Brandon, am I right? There's going to be people, hey, J.R., Hate Jr. Well, after all, he's the most popular preacher in the world. But you know what? Paul said, if I or an angel come to you preaching another gospel, let him be accursed. You know what? That wasn't enough. He said it again. He was like me. He, he, was, he was at the church of Galatia and he said it to this side and they didn't get it. So he ran to that side. Just like I do. That's where I got it from. Paul did it. He said, if I, he said, I'll say again, if I or an angel. He's talking about the great apostle with the revelation of the new covenant. Or an angelic, the angelic host come to you and preach any other gospel. You said the right word. He said, anathema. Let them be accursed. It doesn't matter how popular they are, how many people are following, or how many of my close friends think he's the greatest thing since last bread. When it's another gospel, it's an imitation. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you it happened for the best of reasons. It happened when good people were tired of dead and dry. And they were lo- and longing 
for the things and the power of God again in their church. That they accepted. They knew when they started hearing the error, it was error. They knew. They knew. You know why I know they knew? Because I was thinking, wow, God's finally moving. And I was listening, I was watching, I was reading, I was following. Had the books, had the, had the, was watching the YouTube videos. And, and I started hearing, I thought, oh, that ain't right. Heard it on the next thing. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I like it. It's cool. Awesome. Did you hear what the last thing? And I listen again. You know what happened? I go, oh, that ain't right. And I don't, I don't mean it's just a difference of opinion. No, that ain't right. And I had a decision to make. I could either swallow the lie because it scratched the itch. You know what? I said that on accident, but it's scriptural. Paul said that at, the, that this, at this time that men would no longer endure sound doctrine. That they would heap up for themselves teachers. Having itching ears. Church, I got to wrap it up. It's getting later than you. You know, because the mind can only absorb what the seat can endure. <laughs> I've told y'all before when we ordered chairs, a, a lot of chairs look the same, but they have different cushions. And they said, What do you want? I said, I want a three hour chair. And that's what we paid for, a three-hour chair. I've laid a lot out. I've made, I made some enemies tonight. But you know what I've also done? I've laid more groundwork for what's true. It's got to be true. It's got to be true. It's got to be true. Church, it's got to be true. My friends, I, I, I'm not against you. You watch me later. I'm not, listen to all of it. You, you shut me off 20 minutes ago, but you're going to get mad and turn it on. That's what we do, you know. If you ever got mad at a preacher, you turn them off. Then you can't stand and not know what they said, so you go turn it back on. I guess I'm the only one. It's kind of like the Razorbacks. I watched them first half. I thought, man, this, this stinks. Shut it off. I open my phone. I go, Yep, it's still bad. <laughs> yep, that's what we do. So I'm not against you. But I'll remind you, let God be true. Church, let God be true. Let God be true. Let God be true. And every man a liar. You can't reject truth. You cannot reject truth and be full of the spirit of truth. It's, man, it's just not possible. You can be deceived and get off track. That's called, there's a place, that, that, there's a thing for, that cures that. It's called repentance.
See, God's not wanting to cut you off. He's wanting to bring you back. Turn. Don't keep marching full force, hardening your heart when you know it's wrong. Cast it out and turn. It's not going to last. My friends, my preacher friends, you're leading people astray if, you're, if you won't just say, I, I know it's not right, i got to stop. Stop, just stop. Where's the place to stop? Right where you're at, just stop. He's moving in truth. Have you noticed around? He's moving in truth. Why? Because where the Spirit of the Lord is. And He's the Spirit of truth. He guides you into all truth. He, he takes you to Jesus. The original Jesus. He's moving. And he's working. A lot of info tonight, I get it. But it's why he can work and do miracles at MAG. It's why he can move, begin to move in freedom because truth reigns here. He's equipping us for the fight. <laughs>